a weekly podcast to update you on the volcanic activity of the week. I'm one of your hosts, Alessandro Mozo. And I'm your other host, Corinne Jorgensen. We're PhD students at the University of Geneva. We study volcanoes and are here to give you all the hot volcano news. First, the quick update and then the focus of the week. Let's go to it. It's January 31st at the time of recording and here is your quick update. We'll start off in Asia. This week there was activity as usual from Suanozajima and Sakurajima, both in Japan. At Amrin in Vanuatu, this week is continuing eruptive activity with steam and gases emission from the Maroon Crater and ash emission from Benbow Crater. Amrin was last active in a period spanning between 2008 and 2018 with VEA1 eruptions. The alert level is currently at 2. At Tal in Luzon, the Philippines, There were nine short-lived phreatomagmatic bursts between January 29th and 30th. There were steam-driven plumes that which reached 400 to 900 meters into the air. These bursts lasted between 10 seconds and 2 minutes. There was also high earthquake activity with a 31 volcanic earthquakes in a 24-hour period and high SO2 emissions uh, with over 10,000 tons per day. At Semero in East Java, there were some pyroclastic flow on January 31st, uh, collapsing dome blocks and slide down along the slope made a small avalanche. Uh, the alert level remains at 3. At Chikoruchi in the Paramashir Islands, there was an eruption this week with a plume of up to 5.2 kilometers on January 31st. The last eruptive period for this volcano was in the summer of 2016 with VEI2 eruptions, so this is new. In Europe, Edna is back again. Boris Bank Twitter shows a small Strombolian eruption early uh, on January 30th. In the Americas, we saw plumes from the usual players, Santiago in Guatemala, Nevado del Ruiz in Colombia, Nevado del Chilán in Chile, Reventero in Ecuador, and Samus Pochnoy in the USA. Green, we want to know all we want. Who won? Won what, Alessandro? competition. Oh, Dad, I've given up announcing it because Seven Kaya wins every time. That's not true. Actually, you're right. This week, the winner is Sengay oh. with a 7.6 kilometer plume on January 29th. Seven Kaya only made it to 7.3 kilometers this week. So go, Sengay. I'm happy for you. <laughs> so let, let's go on uh, with the Americas at Wolf Island in uh, Galapagos, Ecuador. The lava flow uh, as reported to have stopped or decrease its advance on January 25th. Fuego has been busy with a period of near constant eruptions ranging uh, from 5 to 12 eruptions uh, per hour. There is also a lava flow which is going on at Fuego. It's flowing down into the Ceniza Gully. Kayaki in Chile, Argentina uh, produced some incandescence visible from the southwest crater and this is coupled with an increase in the gassing in the morning as well. Simenash plume up to 380 meters might be a sign of magma uh, intrusion on the, the surface. The last eruption we saw from this volcano was in 2012. So moving northwards, in Hawaii we saw effusive activity within the Halamaumau crater, which started again on January 28th after a short pause. There is lava effusions from the western fissure vent and one small lava flow on the North Lake Rim. Lastly, in Alaska, there was an earthquake swarm uh, from Davidoff earlier this week. The largest uh, earthquake was of 4.9 magnitude. 
the thought is that this worm might be related to volcanic unrest and this the alert level has been raised to yellow. Uh, that's it for the quick update. Thanks to our sources um, at Boris Becker on Twitter, the Smithsonian Global Volcanism Program, and VolcanoDiscovery.com. Let's move to Focus. So, for the focus of today, we will just chat a little bit about, about mythology. Yes, a little chat over a cup of tea between friends about volcanoes and myths, which honestly we love. Like, I love volcano myths. They're just yeah. so fun. <laughs> yeah, me too. We were thinking that we have never yet talked in our podcast about Vesuvius and Flagrian Field in Italy, two active volcanoes that are located close to the city of Naples. Of course, the reason why we've never really talked about them is that we usually talk about volcanoes that are erupting at the moment, which fortunately, neither Vesuvius nor the Flagrian Fields are are erupting at this moment, which is which is good news. Uh, but we were thinking perhaps it would be interesting to talk a little bit about various active volcanoes, um, such as the Flagrian Fields or Yellowstone, in order to cre- increase knowledge of what's happening around our planet, even though they're not erupting and we hope they don't erupt anytime soon. Of course, our listeners, uh, you guys come from lots of different parts of the globe, so maybe there are some other places in the world that people want to hear about volcanoes from, since we often focus on Europe, because that's where we're living right now. So if you have any thoughts about that, you can send us an email. Uh, Our email is volcanowatchpodcast at gmail.com. So, today we are going to have a short talk on Vesuvian mythology. So, Mount Vesuvius is a stratovolcano located just east of Naples, dominating the Gulf of Naples. And the thing that this volcano is probably most well known for is uh, the eruption that occurred in 79 AD, which destroyed the cities of Pompeii and Herculaneum. The volcano erupted several times between uh, AD 79 eruption and now. The last eruption occurred in 1944. So Vesuvius is actually a really dangerous volcano, both for the dense uh, population living in its proximity and for the high explosivity that the volcano shows in the past, which is able to impact very large areas. So according to Sigurdsson 2002, the AD 79 eruption occurred after about 700 years of quiescence. And this might lead readers and researchers to think that Romans were not at all aware of the danger of a possible eruption of Mount Vesuvius before the 79 AD. And they are probably right. However, Connors 2015 points out some interesting aspects of how some writings prior to the uh, 79 AD eruption compared some aspect of Vesuvius to those of our beloved Mamhedna, <laughs> suggesting that it was understood that Vesuvius was a volcano, and perhaps even potentially dangerous. We recommend, if you're interested in this kind of thing, that you take a look at the Connors uh, 2015 paper. Uh, it's a JSTOR journal. And there's one thing that really struck us with it, um, is that when it talks about Strabo, who is a, a Greek um, philosopher, geographer, and historian, He compared Vesuvius to Etna and highlighted two important qualities. The fact that the rocks near the summit look like the pores of a sponge and that its soil produces good wine. In fact, apart from the observation um, that the rocks near the top showed showed cavities like the pores of a sponge, the color also resembled something that of soot, almost as if the rocks had been eaten by fire. And he theorized that one could conclude that the Earth had been previously in flames and had craters of fire like Etna, but was now extinguished as the fuel had been consumed. 
So that's pretty interesting. It's a really cool way of thinking about an early on way of thinking about what volcanoes are. Craters of fire. Yeah, I think it might be very interesting to go into more details in the podcast in the future, maybe, about how volcanoes have been perceived by humanity uh, over the centuries. Yeah, we think this is something that's really interesting, too, um, and we'd like to explore a little bit more about that. There's actually some people who do some interesting um, research on this who I've been meaning to email to see if they want to come in the podcast. But anyways, this is, nice. a, this is an aside. Um, if you're interested in, in that kind of stuff, or if you, you have thoughts or feelings about whether or not you want more science or more mythology, more literature kind of stuff, um, once again, you can send us an email, or also you can shoot us a message on social media so there are a couple more things we would like to alight in this first very tiny chat on Mount Vesuvius <laughs> so first of all is the origin of the name Vesuvius uh, it's thought to have an Indo-European root which might mean illuminate or burn other etymologies uh, of the name are however considered for example the one who relates Mount Vesuvius to the myth of Hercules it was thought that the mountain was dedicated to the demigod heroes Hercules uh, as the nearby city of Herculanum, for example. And Hercules, in fact, was the son of Jupiter and Alcmena, the queen of Thebes. Uh, but what you might not know is that Jupiter was also known as Ves, the one who makes it rain. <laughs> and Vesuvius might come from Vesuvius, uh, that means the son of Ves. And so without going into all the possible etymologies and roots that might be the origin of this name, we're just going to say a few more words about Hercules. Another historian, Diodorus Siculus, reported a tra tradition according to which Hercules, during his labors, during his, his, his route to Sicily, to my mind now. <clears throat> passed through an area uh, called the Plain of Fire, which is the Phlegrian field. And from a hill which in an ancient times was breathing fire, which is now called Vesuvius. And this is before the uh, 79 AD eruption. So this is, you know, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, it is. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, we might really go deeper in this very fascinating story in the future. But that's unfortunately all for today. <laughs> so thanks to our sources, Sigurdsson uh, 2002, Connors 2015, Miguel hnorigin.net, and Wikipedia. So see you next week. Bye. <laughs>